Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. Since Senator Joe Manchin effectively stalled the Build Back Better Act from passing the Senate in December, Democrats have shifted their focus to voting rights and the filibuster. But House Democrats are hoping to pass Build Back Better's major climate and clean energy investments now, even if it means breaking up the package. According to some of the House Democrats I spoke with, they said, look, there needs to be some decisions made here on prioritization within Build Back Better. There's, of course, major climate pieces, but there's also a whole other social policy agenda. Today, Politico's Josh Siegel on the plan to move these provisions forward. It's Wednesday, January 19th. Josh, Democrats' Build Back Better legislation is on the back burner after stalling in the Senate. So what are House Democrats who passed their version months ago feeling? Yeah, so House Democrats, in my conversations in recent days, tell me that they feel like Senate Democrats aren't really wrestling with major questions that were brought upon when Senator Joe Manchin just before the holidays said that he can't support Build Back Better in its current form. They feel like the Senate is kind of dithering. They're focusing on voting rights. It seems hard for a lot of these House Democrats to fathom that you're going to be able to accomplish everything that the Biden administration and Democrats originally set out to do, given the parameters Senator Manchin has put around what he would accept. So given that Senator Manchin has signaled his support of the climate provisions, what sort of approaches have been discussed by House Democrats in order to pass those provisions? Yeah, you know, a really specific example, Ro Khanna, he's a leading progressive deputy whip of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. He said, we literally need to give Senator Manchin the pen and kind of let him take the lead in drafting a bill. And he, he was kind of framing it in terms that would make Manchin feel good about that. And what gives Representative Khanna and others confidence that Maybe there could be a smaller bill that has climate and maybe one or two other policy areas rather than the whole gauntlet is that Senator Manchin reportedly put forward a plan to the White House just before talks broke down that contained elements of what he would support and climate was in there entirely. So they're saying if he's willing to go there, let's close the deal. And and if that means we have to sacrifice a few elements of the social policy agenda to get the climate stuff done, you know, that issue has an urgency around it. Of course, all these issues are important to Democrats, but we know that climate change is an issue that gets worse the longer you wait. And that's how, you know, Ro Khanna put it is it's hard to talk about all these issues with the same level of urgency. Are Senate Democrats supportive of going forward with just the climate provisions and cutting some of the other social spending provisions? Yeah, with the caveat that I don't get the sense that the lawmakers themselves are that engaged in Build Back Better at the moment, given the voting rights push. In my conversations over recent days with Senate Democrats, I don't get the sense that they would favor doing what House Democrats are talking about, that they're very much still committed to passing Build Back Better as it's envisioned and that the broader social agenda has a connection to climate change. You know, I've not heard Senate Democrats really grappling with these prioritization questions right now. Senator Ed Markey put it, it's not a choice that that has to be made. And he's a huge climate hawk. So it feels like there's some competing visions on how to proceed here. So what does this signal to you on the overall chances of passage of the bill with this debate going forward, what's the path ahead? 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to envision a path right now if, you know, everyone's not on the same page now behind the scenes. But yeah, I mean, I think Democrats are projecting optimism that somehow what Manchin said, you know, on Fox News doesn't mean the end and that there's a way to shrink the package that still checks a lot of boxes. But again, I mean, Manchin has been very consistent in what he's demanded. Maybe as the time ticks here, you know, State of the Union, March 1st is now kind of the timeline everyone's talking about as a deadline. Maybe that forces actual policies to be removed. But until that happens, it is pretty hard to see a path. Also, on Tuesday, ExxonMobil pledged to reach net zero carbon emissions in its operations by 2050. The promise comes as the company faces pressure from investors who recently secured seats on its board, and as the company has been slower to issue a net zero plan than some of its competitors. Yet the company did not pledge to reduce scope three emissions. Those emissions come from customers using the gasoline and other products the company produces. Environmental groups say those emissions must be reduced to avert the worst effects of climate change. Other large oil companies, including Shell and BP, have pledged to also bake in scope 3 emissions into their net zero pledges. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron's El Segundo refinery is looking to turn plant-based oil into renewable gasoline, jet, and diesel fuels. Because it's only human to want to power a better future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.